power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Just Like in the Movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie. Can you remember the tagline, Lisa? Just Like in the Movies? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the tagline providing digital content oh, sorry. Okay. and <laughs> amazing marketing solutions for SMEs throughout Ireland and the UK. Oh, I thought you were going to say and beyond. And well, it could be beyond after Brexit, who knows? <laughs> I'm so glad he asked you because I thought, oh, there's a tagline? I, just, I froze there. We can start again if you want. <laughs> if you don't know by now, well, just like in the movies, we look at what is happening in the world of cinema. And we also discuss what is happening locally here in the Irish film industry. I'm your host, Gary Kelly, and we're back with the beautifully tanned Kieran Doreen. His freckles connected. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I use a, uh, a sieve to put my tan on, so that's why... <laughs> <laughs> They're freckles. And You're the sunbathed under a tennis racket. Amazingly beautiful, pale Lisa Tracy. Very pale. Sorry about that. <laughs> Can I just say the Gary? Fake tan on somewhere. <laughs> the Gary is the most tanned person in this room now. Yes, uh, Gary is an Adonis. He's, right he's now. glowing here. Oh, yeah. I don't need sunbeds. Thank God no. it's radio because you'd have to adjust your your brightness level on your Absolutely. TV. <laughs> Actually, before we start, we're going to be talking about Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, also book club. But we were discussing Citizen Lane last week. I know you got to see it, Kieran, and Lisa was not a big fan. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was listening to, to Lisa and kind of laughing along because I, w- I would kind of have to disagree with her. I really of course you would. <laughs> no, no, I, re- I, I, really en- I really enjoyed the documentary. And I remember when I used to live in Dublin, like, you know, you'd have no money. So going to the Hugh Lane was always, it was always a wonderful free option on a Saturday afternoon. So... I, I kind of, I don't want to say it a personal collection, but I was really looking forward to seeing it and to to find out the history. And I thought it kind of mixed its docudrama elements really well. It's a really interesting story. And I think it makes a lot of really good points about the value of art in a modern society, especially I think it's almost kind of addressing Dublin's sort of, you know, over-commercialization and, and, you know, just putting up architecture without any sort of forethought and, I think there's a the, there's there's a clip where they just talk about uh, how important what it says about a city of how it treats its arts and how it how it houses it and I really I really actually really liked the documentary and then when I found out that Lisa didn't like it <laughs> I liked it that wee bit more yeah. oh well. <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> so you'd give it more than two out of five I would give it I would give it a four out of five I really liked it actually it's fine. really really we'll liked agree it. To disagree, it's and fine. I got to see Deadpool too hey hey what did you and think you didn't like it I enjoyed it I think I was probably going in expecting loads from it because I was blown away by the original because I wasn't expecting that sort of humour in it. I did think the end credits were, were hilarious, especially Brilliant. when he was reading the Green Lantern script. That was yeah. uh, and of course, you know, we were the only ones laughing out loud in the cinema because everyone tends to leave once the credits start rolling. But I thought it was really good. I don't know how they could have made it better. I think just like Darren was saying, though, I think I too am feeling a little bit of fatigue now with these franchise movies. Yeah, I, was, I, I would agree too. Um, I think maybe after Avengers Affinity War 2, I'm not going to be excited to see much. I'm kind of like, I kind of almost want to draw a line under mm. under under this. I think Deadpool 2, I don't think there's much more mileage in it. I thought it was a great film. Mm. Myself and Lisa went to see it together. I think mm. we, we had a hoot watching it uh, mm. and that, and it's really enjoyable. But I don't think it can stretch the gag 
that much further because it, it retreads a lot of the same jokes but just makes them bigger and it was it was entertaining but I don't know if I can it, it's kind of it's become the very thing it's poking fun at yeah. at the same time and I think it just gets away wave it and a lot of it is based on the charm and talent of Ryan Reynolds so I don't know if it can do a hat trick but I, w- I would agree we're, we're getting superhero fatigue speaking of blockbusters <laughs> let's take a look at Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? First time you see them, it's like a miracle. You read about them in books, you see the bones in museums, but you don't really believe it. They're like myths. And then you see the first one alive. This is not your fault. But it is. This one's on me. I showed him the way. There you go. That's clip taken from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom from director, Spanish director Jay Bayona, uh, who brought us The Orphanage, The Impossible and A Monster Calls. And stars Bryce Dallas Howard, daughter, which I didn't realize, of Ron Howard. How did you not realize that? Hello. I haven't a clue. Oh I just God. thought she was amazing in The Help. Uh, Chris Pratt and Jeff Goldblum is back. He returns after 21 years. He was in The Lost World Jurassic Park in 97. And of course, the original Jurassic Park, which came out in 1993. Mm, so old. <laughs> when the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. Is it a silly story, but visually amazing? I'm going to let Kieran take this one. <laughs> it's a bit of a silly, silly story, and it is visually... Uh, the special effects are quite good in it for, for the most part, but I guess my own personal feeling, it's just the kind of law of diminishing returns at this point. There's... A lot of action, a lot of spectacle, but the story isn't in place. Like, I, I didn't mind it at the start because you need, you need to get a reason to get them back to the island. It's like, okay, this time the, the island is imploding. We need to save the dinosaurs. It's kind of a nice twist. But as soon as they get there, it's just more of the same. It's kind of cartoonish, over-the-top um, action and spectacle. And I was kind of amused in a dumb blockbuster, I'm filling up a Coke and popcorn kind of way. But, I mean... I've, I've my first ever cinema experience was the original Jurassic Park oh, right. and that's what made me fall in love with cinema and I, I can almost pinpoint the moment as well it's just the moment when the in the original film when the raptor grabs the electric fence and you realize oh the fence isn't electric anymore and I was like oh my god oh my god and that kind of changed me and that was my love affair of cinema and when I was watching this I was like I wonder is there going to be any like 12, 13 year old kids who are going to watch this movie and fall in love with the magic of cinema. Mm. And and that's what's kind of missing. And I think in this film is just that magical sense of awe, spectacle, the build up of story, um, the build up of sort of tension and, and good characters. And it's it's just mediocre. I thought it was mediocre. Lisa. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't think I would because I didn't watch anything other than the original Jurassic Park in my life. And, well, you know, movie dinosaur mm. wise. And uh, I thought I was expecting it to be awful. So maybe I went in with really low expectations. And then I was like, this is actually enjoyable. 
and it was kind of like edge of your seat kind of stuff for a lot of it. So I thought this is this is pretty good, and Chris Pratt is always good. Mm. He's I mean, gorgeous. I mean, ever since he, we forgot about him being mean in Bride Wars, nobody talks about that anymore, do they? No, no, he was kind of mean. But uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, as always, is uh, is spot on, just like her father. Fair play, mm-hmm. and uh, but a good person in herself. Yeah, I thought the dinosaurs were actually good, and I really don't like dinosaurs. Yeah, well, I don't think yeah. they used that much CGI. I think it was animatronics yeah. for this one. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think in the last one they said, yeah, we used a lot of animatronics, but they didn't really. And now they're like, you know, we used a lot. And some of the dinosaur stuff does look great, but I think when when the the volcano starts blowing up, it to me it just got a bit ridiculous looking. There's a good opening. I love. I kind of really like the opening. I thought, okay, they're going to go a bit dark with this, mm. uh, and that opening kind of dinosaur attack is yeah. pretty scary and well orchestrated. Makes me not want to go in the sea ever again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's some great set pieces. See, if you haven't seen Jurassic World, there's so many of those things are almost recreations and nods to Jurassic World. So it's even it's very nostalgic to the last film and you're like well I've seen this before so some of the surprises mostly with a dinosaur popping out of the water Mm. are in the last one so spoiler alert spoiler alert sorry the (laughs) film features more dinosaurs than any previous film in the series Mm -hmm. so that's why 11 species I believe oh no another spoiler alert (laughs) sorry sorry does the ending of Fallen Kingdom leave you wanting more no no, but you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But at the same time, I w- had my fill of dinosaurs. That was enough. You had 11 species. 11 species of dinosaurs. <laughs> Sounds really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't want any more dinosaurs. I wanted them all back in the box and to close the box and lock the box and burn the box. Did you feel, though, that you were reliving your childhood again after seeing the original back in the 90s? Uh, only when Jeff Goldblum was in it. Then I got a bit nostalgic. But other than that, no, not really. I probably still want to see dinosaurs on the big screen. That's <laughs> the thing. I would probably watch another Jurassic World movie, even though I was kind of disappointed and slightly bored. There is still that 12-year-old boy who's like, oh my God, dinosaurs on mm-hmm. the screen. It, it's kind of kind of amazing. But yeah, as a film, I, I just didn't I like the kind work. of the side stuff, though. I liked the um the very dark... What's that guy? That guy from t- Babe. Oh, uh, James Cromwell. James, James Cromwell. Cromwell. That that dark element to it was very interesting. Yeah, I thought that could have developed definitely. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I, yeah. I w- wish they kind of explored that, and yeah. it, it just felt that maybe the, the, the and Geraldine Chaplin. Yeah, and Toby Jones. Oh I thought and was Toby Jones to- Toby once again. See, now you're falling in love with it again. Yeah, yeah. true. Sorry, but it feels definitely that you the director is kind of at odds with, with, with maybe the producers in this film because he's trying to kind of weave in these sort of dark threads, and there's some nice kind of dark set pieces but then it's a volcano blowing up and people kind of basically trying to outrun a mm. volcano uh with dinosaurs and mm. it gets a, it is it is spectacle i guess but i don't know where they go from there and i don't i hate the false advertisement it's jurassic world with two jurassic world films but they're just on an island you know yeah. i want i want them overrunning the planet completely yeah, yeah i don't want that uh, <laughs> i want them dead yeah. sorry i think it's one of those <laughs> movies where people are just going if they want to see it they're going to go to it anyways yeah. it's if making money it was practically funny. packed yeah yeah, yeah it I really think, was and it was like sunday night i think i just read before i came in it's the third biggest uh, opening weekend in irish cinemas it's making money and yeah. it will make money and it probably they'll have it a, f- a few more i guess probably yeah out of five i'll give it three i give it three and a half you're giving Citizen Lane more than <laughs> yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. 
I mean, if Hugh Lane made a guest appearance in Fallen <laughs> Kingdom, electric fence. yeah, and and vice versa, there was more more uh, raptors in uh, Citizen Lane. I liked, I, I really liked Citizen Lane the documentary. Right. I thought, I thought you'd give more to Jurassic World. Three and a half is pretty good. I've gone back to giving like you know tough, being tough. You being tough. Yeah. Okay, so that is Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Okay, next up is a movie that I've been looking forward to for quite a while after I saw the trailer about six weeks ago. It's the feature debut from director and co-writer Bill Holderman, Book Club. I would like to introduce you to Christian Grey. Oh. Oh, no. Well, it was a bestseller made into a movie. Oh, and that is our theme this year. We are not reading this. It's my month. When it's your month, you can choose whatever boring, depressing book you want. To to even be holding this book is embarrassing. Who's judging you, your cat? I do like the idea of a romance. We are too old. But it says right here for mature audiences. Oh, yeah, it certainly sounds like us. We started this book club to stimulate our minds. Well, from what I hear, this book is quite stimulating. Oh, God. Come on, let's toast to our new book. All right. Voice that flash. Happy reading, ladies. Well, there you go. As you can figure out in the clip from that movie, it's a movie about four lifelong friends who have their lives forever changed after reading Fifty Shades of Grey in their monthly book club. Lisa. I loved it. I loved it. I really did. I thought it was class. Everyone is saying it's just a laugh out loud movie. It is. It's definitely laugh out loud. They're just such good actors, like all of them. Listen to this, Carol. Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candice Bergen. I used to love Murphy's Murphy, Murphy Brown. Brown. Yeah, Brown. Boston Legal as well. Mary Steenburgen, who's married to Danson. Yeah, Danson and, and they've been curbing Firecracker and, and Back to Future 3. Oh, yeah. yeah. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, come on. Still a heartthrob? Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Fabulous. Greg T. Nelson, who Coach? I first... Coach? Poltergeist. Coach? Oh, both. Yeah. <laughs> Don Johnson. Love Don Johnson. Yeah, what a cast. And, of course, his daughter... Is originally the actress from the book club movie that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Elisa Silverson. Oh, yeah, she features. Yeah, my 90s heartthrob oh, since yeah. I saw her in the Aerosmith video. Yeah. Well, Richard Dreyfuss. He's funny. I mean, yeah. it's an amazing cast and it's that's great just a cast. selection. Yeah, loved it. Everything about it from start to finish. Their houses, their money, <laughs> <laughs> the classic, the classic way that they live. Uh, yeah, I just, it was just so funny. Like, it's just, it's just a really decent, like, comedy that you're just like, yay, this is good. I liked it. Book club, yeah, good. Don Johnson, good, yeah, love it. Well, I haven't <laughs> seen anything about it, but I got, got from the trailer that it was just going to be a sort of another sort of mediocre sort of comedy. But judging by that cast, they, they it seems like it must have gone for quite an adult comedy. Uh, N- not adult in tone, but just mm, delivered by adults. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, re- it's well written, I think. What they're talking about is like it's relevant stuff that people talk about, I presume, mm-hmm. at a certain point in their lives. Um. And Diane Keaton is always, as always, on point. And Jane Fonda steals the show, I think. Yeah. Because she's just 80 
and amazing. Love and life. Oh, love and life. And just looks fantastic and everything about her. She's just fab. And what was the age profile of those in the cinema? Uh, it was a mixture. Definitely okay. a mixture, yeah. Because it's doing phenomenally well yeah. in cinemas in Ireland this past few weeks. Wow. So it's performing very well. Lots of laughs and loud moments. A uh, bit of trivia here. It co-stars Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda and Candice Bergen, who have each dated Warren Beatty at some point in their lives, <laughs> as has Don Johnson's ex-wife, Melanie Griffith. Oh, my God. And... I don't know, you mightn't have spotted this. E.L. James, author of the Fifty Shades Was trilogy. Yeah, with her husband walking a dog in a scene with Mary Steenberg oh, and yeah. Greg T. Nelson arguing in the front yard. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I didn't recognise her. Oh, so that's interesting. It's hard to see them making a sequel, though, to this. Isn't it? I don't think... Th- are they making a sequel to that? No, but like what other book would kind of generate this sort of comedy for the... Uh, Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> That is a dark comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Very dark. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so out of five, Lisa? <laughs> I give it a four and a half. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it 4.5 in advance of seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably hate it. That's I okay. don't know. I think it's a movie that everyone will enjoy, and it's nice to go to cinema and kind of be able to laugh for an hour and a half or so. Yeah, for sure. So that is Book Club from Bill Holderman in cinemas at the moment, doing very well. If you like to have a little bit of a laugh out loud, it's a movie that we are recommending this week to check out. My son is engaged and my husband is in Maui with a tartlet named Cheryl. Oh, I need a drink. Your husband? You can't possibly still care about what Tom is doing. I don't care. But the guy gets seasick in a swimming pool. I mean, what the hell was he doing in Maui? Sounds like he's doing Cheryl in Maui. Oh, please. (laughs) Who gets involved in a relationship at 67? I mean, what is the point? Uh, The point is to get laid. It's always the point. Don't make me sick. Who still says get laid? Who still has any interest? No, 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 no. I am not going to let us become those people. What people are you talking about? You know what people. The people who stop living before they stop living. Uh. I haven't had sex since my divorce, and it's been the happiest 18 years of my life. Okay. (laughs) Now let's take a look at what is happening in the world of cinema this week. (laughs) This segment always scares the bejesus out of me because I don't know what I'm supposed to react to. Uh I said I'd start with this story for a bit of a laugh. Peter Andre is going to star in the new Thomas the Tank film. Thomas the Tank engine film. The Australian singer says it's really hard to let... That was a Freudian <laughs> slip, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> dealing with the Bosnian war, is it the... the <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> He's playing bright yellow rally car Ace, who's also nazi. Thomas and Friends, Big World, Big Adventures. The movie's out in cinemas next month. Is it live action? Peter Andre. Didn't even know it was happening. I didn't even know he could act. Well, well, well maybe voice? he can't. Is it a live action or is He's it playing a car. He's playing <laughs> <laughs> What do you the think? Tank engine. <laughs> um, a live action Thomas <laughs> the Tank engine with Peter I, Andre as a car. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this in earlier episodes. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child mm. has triumphed at the Tony Awards in New York. The two part performance took home six prizes. And of course, the big talking point from the Tony Awards is Robert De Niro's speech at the event, which was bleeped on live TV as he criticised Donald Trump and received a standing ovation for his comments at the ceremony. Yeah, I did. I did see the clip that's kind of circulating around. Uh, 
I don't know. It's probably shooting ducks in a barrel at, at this stage with Trump, but it's still well, quite. You're at the Tony impressive. Awards. Your audience, you know, they're your audience. Yeah, exactly. He's a big grudge against Donald Trump, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, this has been going on should. for a while. <laughs> if you're looking for a job in the Irish film industry, the Irish Film Board is recruiting a business affairs coordinator, and they have appointed Gareth Lee as manager in Screen Training Ireland. He will be responsible for the rollout of a new plan of action for the development of skills across the whole screen sector, being film, TV drama, animation, television production, VFX, games and VR, AR. Virtual reality, augmented reality. That's what we love in this country, a plan of action. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years since the Predator last hit the big screen. This time it's coming back with a new secret weapon, director Shane Black, the man who brought his lethal weapon, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang, the nice guys. He's co-written and directed The Predator, which hits cinemas uh, this coming September, where the iconic intergalactic hunter heads to the American suburbs. It sounds awful. Yeah, I actually seen the trailer for this and I wasn't that impressed by it. And I liked the last Predator film, the one that had... Um, Predator vs. Alien? No, no, not, not those. They kind of did a reboot... Sort sort of uh, called predators. Oh, with, with um, Adrian Brody. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, and and I kind of really liked that 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 film. Mm. Now Shane Black was he he's actually in the original Predator as well. He plays one of the guys in the chopper, the guy who's got the glasses. Oh wow! And that so he was kind of maybe an obvious choice to bring back. Interesting. So, he played a bit of an extra, so he was an obvious choice for director. I don't know. That's interesting. But he is, he, he is, <laughs> he, he, he writes good scripts and that. And he did, he wrote and direct Iron Man 3, which was a oh, good. Oh, yes, I did love that. Well, it was a good boost. I did love it. So. If you cool. want to be disappointed with a trailer this week, check out the trailer for the new Halloween movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk bad. about just rehashing the oh. same storyline. Yeah. That's again. just sad. I'm like, I'm out of protest, we won't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, because they, they already brought Jamie Lee Curtis back a few years ago for. H2O with yeah. a better haircut yeah. and that was now she's reverted to her original character yeah. rather than being Jamie Lee Curtis yeah and the H2O film was a decent enough film at, at the time for the franchise but now it seems like they're just abandoning all the films that have had and I can understand why they're doing that but <laughs> they're just retreading the first one as you say they're even making her look like she did mm. and what she so. would do if she never met a hairdresser yeah <laughs> it might be good I, I just seen the clip where they're walking up to Michael Myers in the asylum with waving the mask yeah. in his face. And oh, no like, way. Yeah. And you oh. don't see Michael Myers because they probably still don't want to show him. Yeah. And oh. it's like, what kind, of, what kind of technique is this that they're employing to, to, to coax him out by waving the Michael Myers mask? In and you have all these God. other prisoners in the air getting super excited. It might be good. I'll probably go see it. And if Lisa likes it, then I'll not like it. So. Uh. <laughs> Did you watch the... Final of can't cope, won't cope. Oh my god! No, no, I I try to <laughs> get get the RT player working in the deserts of uh, of of Morocco, and it just it just wouldn't play. Yeah, never does. Never does. No, <laughs> no. yeah, even even in Donnybrook. But I will probably watch it. How what, how was it? It was okay. I don't think it was as strong as the first series, and certainly she, I think she's probably even a less likable character in series two. I don't think there's any need for a series three. No. Because it kind of just, just ends where it starts anyway. Just put a pin in it now. Just six episodes. Yeah. I mean, that whole plot with her friend in Canada being bullied at the art school was, was just dreadful. And I was like, why are they in Canada when it looks like it's been shot in the RTE canteen? Maybe I've, sa I've said this before. Mm. And this art student is just this caricature 
And, uh, and there, there could have been some fertile ground to kind of mine there, but it was just so badly executed and badly written as well. But I know she's got a new film coming out. Is it, what's her name? Kerslick? Oh, like you don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah. What's her first name? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The film she's coming out called Dublin Old School. Oh, that is she in that? Yeah, oh, she is in that. that. Okay, she's now the that looks really good. Yeah. That yeah. does it, look really It does, good. but then when certain people who I went to see the other movie with, they were like, I don't think I'll be interested in that. And I was like, no, it's not for you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, the excitement is building towards the Galway Film Fla, and we hope to touch on it next week. But speaking of the Fla, this week we are heading back in to the archives and we have got actor Bill Pullman as this week's special mm. guest when I spoke to him at the yeah. Galway Film Fla a few years ago. That's cool. Here Bill he is. great. Can't afford marketing personnel for your business? Don't worry, just head over to gkmedia.ie where you could have your very own professional marketing team for less than 100 euro per week. Check out our marketing solutions packages by visiting gkmedia.ie. Delighted to be joined now by American actor Bill Pullman. Bill, how are you today? Very good. You started off teaching theatre acting to students and then at 28 years of age you decided to head to New York yourself and take up acting as a career. Can you tell us how that whole process began and how sure of yourself you are? Well, you know, I think there's a number of us uh, who you know, thought that, uh, you know what, this teaching gives you more money than anything I've done yet, so I'll do it, you know. And I, I taught in a two-year period, and then I didn't have any money, and they offered me a little bit of money, and I thought, oh, that's the world right there. That's all I need. That's wonderful. And get me back insolvent and everything. And and then I realized how much I didn't know once you start teaching. And then you realized how much you don't want to know. <laughs> so I think at that point, I think I was really interested in going into the profession, and I just had kind of taken this little intermission. I'll never forget for my ninth birthday, Space Falls, I watched on video. Absolutely hilarious. Mel Brooks classic. What was it like working on it as a movie? Because there's always a fine line with comedy that it can just go into absolute obscurity, where it'll just fall flat on its face, become a Z movie. Or did you feel that the, the humor would work and make it a success? It's been amazing, that movie, that no one thought at that time. Even when it came out, it was considered not one of Mel Brooks' best by the critics. You know, they were like, oh, this is, he's on decline for sure. And that movie is the one that seemed to have sparked and caught on. And I think some of it is uh, just nature of the space and science fiction is kind of a genre of our time and everything. But also, I think it's that... John Candy and Rick Moranis came from a different kind of comedy than Mel, and they had quite a bit of power at that time. And watching the dynamic of how comics deal with each other, you know, was new to me because I didn't come from that comic background. And you see the battle of the of the funny, you know. I think the sensibilities m melded well. You know, John Candy's kind of delicate, kind of simple humor, and then Mel's very kind of more vaudeville. So I think it, that tension maybe kept it. How much have you gotten caught up in the whole Hollywood politics at the moment with the actress strikes? It's kind of broken up into two unions at the moment. They're saying, you know, it's, it's the big giants, Jack Nicholson versus Tom Hanks. And I suppose the media is just trying to blow it up into a, another movie of, of its own. Because you seem very uh, laid back and relaxed. You know, when you talk about the, the work that you've done, you have a cheeky smile on your face, which is great that it brings back good memories. But unfortunately, politics can get caught up as well in the movie industry. Do you get involved with it much? I have friends, you know, and I say most of them probably are, are more uh, angry fighters than the ones that are going along with the the status quo. Or as uh, Holly Hunter is a good friend, and she's been very prominent with uh, her objections to 
the negotiations and um, and uh, Jack Nicholson and um, Francis Fisher and all these bunch of others that really really identify with uh, their political side and are you know comfortable with that. I, I basically uh, haven't ever been oriented in a huge way that way. I think I've always seen the irony of things. I don't know, maybe because my family came through medicine or something. I'm always I don't know. I just galvanizing around an issue like that is uh something and i'm always aware of the complications and the lying and the, the you know and the need to suppress things to make a point and you know it's a difficult time to predict what exactly um, the new media is going to mean it's an embarrassing time for actors you know in america as well as other places when this reality television has now come on so strong and a lot of actors that feel like they haven't been shown respect for a while and uh that's not a good position to be in to negotiate because you got to, you know, you got the hard truth that you're dealing with, and so trying to wrestle with all that and trying to wrestle with the fact that there's still a lot of money that's being made, you know, out of this industry, and uh, where's it going, and uh, you know, how come it's not being spread around a little better? Any words of advice, finally, for the, those looking to get into the film industry and? acting as a career there's an older uh, producer that I've gotten to know who really produced all the original um, he did Eraserhead he kind of made Eraserhead and he did the early Coen Brothers movies and I said don't you hate that you know the whole thing of mentoring and everything oh I hate that and I said well what I mean what words of advice do you really ever expect anybody to remember and he said I remember one. Oh, really and what was that he said uh, don't trust the experts <laughs> Bill Pullman, thanks very much and enjoy the rest of your stay in Galway. Ah, thank you. Good to talk to you again. Can't afford marketing personnel for your business? Don't worry. Just head over to gkmedia.ie where you could have your very own professional marketing team for less than 100 euro per week. Check out our marketing solutions packages by visiting gkmedia.ie. There you go, that's Bill Pullman, who's in pretty much every cool movie and TV show these days. And uh, Independence Day too. Exactly. <laughs> it's a cool movie. <laughs> no? No, it's a bad movie. The second one? I never watched the second oh, one. it's terrible. Fuck. It's really terrible. That Aww. came out after I spoke to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to Lisa, Kieran, and myself on Just Like in the Movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie. Don't forget... You can always drop us an email if you have a movie yourself coming out or if you want to send us some lovely, kind feedback, movies at gkmedia.ie. And you can find us, as always, on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. Until we talk to you next week, take care.